Hello, and welcome to another spooky episode of Reviews from the Crawl Space. Wow, you, just, you just jumped right in there. Fucking get going. <laughs> just rip that band-aid right off there. Uh, welcome, it's, uh, as we'll call it, episode 18, week 2 recap. I'm Douglas, that's Vicky. Hi. And you can find us various places. Instagram, Reviews from the Crawl Space is one word. Uh, we kind of post the same thing in all these places, but that's where you'll find what we're working on now and past episodes as well. Um, we're on Mastodon at just rftcs at mstdn.ca. I think you got it, yeah. Yeah, I think I got it. And then where else do you have us, Vic? Uh, Blue Sky. Blue Sky. rftcs.bsky.social. Boom. And there you can keep track of us, see where we're posting. I post, and, and same thing with Vic uh, on those other ones. Um, well, like the Instagram, we post like the posters for the movies that we're watching. I do it every day that we're going to go and watch these movies so you can see what we're watching or you can wait for these sweet pot. <clears throat> Sorry, look at my water I just had. Sweet podcasts <clears throat> that we have once a week to wrap it all up. So. I don't want you haunting me. Blah! <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'd be just the same perviness as I am in real life. Yeah, probably. <laughs> You'd be like, go stop touching my butt. <laughs> yeah, here it goes. Okay. Anyways, uh, how about, do you want to start off today? Uh, sure. Week two, okay, and you have the sheets, okay, yeah. lead us off. What's uh, what's the first day on here? And... So, t this week's episode, we're going to cover day 8 to 14. Yep, 8 to so 14, okay. Sunday to Saturday, and the 8th was family slash kid friendly. All right. So, I picked a new movie called We Have a Ghost. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's uh, a Netflix joint. I oh, is it? I think it's a Netflix movie, yeah. Oh, okay. cool. I didn't see that anywhere. Uh, and it's from 2023. Uh, finding a ghost named Ernest haunting their new home turns Kevin's family into overnight social media sensations. But when Kevin and Ernest investigate the mystery of Ernest's past, they become the target of the CIA. Yeah. And it stars a really good That's actor, like Jahai Diallo Winston. Yeah, what's he? He did name? a really good job yeah, of he the did. role of Kevin. What's he been in? He's so likable. <clears throat> I don't know what okay. else he's been in, but yeah, he was, I, I enjoyed him in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he was solid, yeah. Also, David Harbour. Who doesn't love David Harbour? Yeah, exactly. He, he plays Ernest. Mr. And, Stranger um, Things and less uh, less talked about the better. Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, another fellow by the name of Anthony Mackie. Oh, you've seen another movie. You've never well. heard of him. He's never been in anything. Definitely never in a Marvel movie. No, no. He definitely isn't, uh, I don't know what it is. He's not and Hawkeye. He's he the other one. He plays the dad. <clears throat> right, yeah, because <laughs> he's getting into that age that you can start playing dads. <laughs> so he it gets 6.1 out of 10 on Internet Movie Database. Yes. Uh, 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, people just don't have a fun anymore, man. No. It's not to say this movie's flawless, but... That's ridiculous. With a sixty-three percent audience score, That's which closer. is a little better, That's, it's, but yeah, it's still under. But it's still it's closer too. But I suppose, yeah, it's still under, but it's it's closer too. And yeah, like I said, um, like for me, I I enjoyed this one. Like he says, a family friendly. It's kind of a throwback to like the old haunted house kind of kind of movies. I yeah. yeah enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I I liked it a lot. Like from the minute it started, it was pretty cool, and um, it was. Fun and yeah, it's just fun and light, lighthearted, especially compared to some of the stuff, especially this week that we've had to watch. So it was just a nice break to have. Yeah, I found it very heartwarming for a, yeah, horror, for a horror, for a horror movie. Yeah, for a horror movie, it had, <laughs> definitely had some heart. Yes, it was good. Uh, yes, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, anything else you like to add there? 
Cool. No, yes, obviously you recommend yeah, it. You really good. enjoyed it. You yeah, recommend it. Yeah, yeah, I totally recommend it. Well, sticking with the same day, obviously, I pick a, a classic, a favorite of, of mine growing up and a favorite of mine as an adult. Uh, 1987's The Monster Squad. A young group of monster fanatics attempt to save their hometown from Dracula and his gang of universal monsters. His gang. I, I put that a gang of universal <laughs> oh, monsters because, because, because that's what it is. It's just all the yeah. old classic universal monsters. It's Dracula, Wolfman, uh, the uh, Gil, Gil Man, and the, the, mummy. The, the, the Mummy. Yeah, they're, they're all there. So yeah, I remember that part. It's the classic. Yeah. <laughs> it's classic. So you got Shane Black, you got Fred Decker. I don't have to. I shouldn't have to explain for uh, Shane Block, but Fred Decker. I uh, just throw it out there. Night of the Creeps, if you're wondering, uh, as a good example of uh, just lovely stuff. There, we didn't get to Night of the Creeps. Um, for me, classic. It's not only just classic. I said classic nostalgia. This is a fun kids flick. Remember, Wolfman has Wolfman has nards, and they're kickable. Yeah. Uh, it, Internet Movie Database gives it a six point nine. Uh, Metacritic gives it a 61, but the user score is 75. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 56, but the user score is 78. This is a beloved movie. Uh, another reason it's beloved too is less than an hour 30. I think it's like a buck 20. It's like it's in, it's out. They once it starts, it goes. Uh, no CG. It's just it's practical effects for better or worse in some cases, and uh, it's just fun. Yeah, it's well, just a time that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, 1987. Yeah, 87. I was going to say too. Um, this is another thing that doesn't exist anymore. I've always loved about this movie was that he could sit on like the edge of his roof at his home and watch the fucking drive-in movies. I, that is just like such a, a kid thing, a kid dream of mine, just to have a home that you could sit on and then like watch the drive-in screen and listen to it on your radio. That's fucking killer. Well, we kind of do have a drive-in screen. And yeah, we now, you yeah. Can sit it's... on the edge of your couch. And watch <laughs> now it's not the show. same. <laughs> Anyways, so what do you think, man? I like this movie. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw it before I met you. No. Uh, you introduced me to this movie, definitely. But yeah, it's fun. It's cute. The yeah. little girl, you just, you just have to love her. Yeah, Phoebe. She's so pretentious and smart. And... and and of course, this is the first time I was introduced to Tom Noonan, uh, which is a, a favorite actor of mine. But yeah, he plays Frankenstein. And it's just like, yeah, it's... To me, that was like the it really. I, I think back on it, I was doing the kind of the research for this and thinking back. This is probably the first time I was really introduced to like Shane Black and like Tom Noonan and all those guys, not realizing and how much we love Shane Black now or I love yeah. Shane Black now. Yeah. But it's like ah, there he is in the childhood. He's got his little his worm in my brain back <laughs> I was way back when. Um, but yeah, there's so much to love about this movie. Like you said, it's just fun. It's short. It's got all the the 80s. Like it's a perfect 80s movie. It's, like I said, it's just a time that doesn't exist. And to do a kids' movie like this nowadays, I don't know about that. Maybe, but it would be definitely not as. It'd be a little more watered down in, in some respects. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's anyways, it's, yeah. I, I I recommend it if you have kids, especially if they're not super young kids. Watch it. It's it's safe. It's not gory. No, not it, at all. It's fun. It's silly. You have a good time. There's yeah. there's nothing even as a young kid. There's nothing in there that really ever scared me. It was just no. more like you're. Just having fun with the gang. Yeah, it's it's their little boys, their club. Their little monster club. Yeah, yeah monster, their little monster, monster squad. Monster club squad, and... we'll call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would recommend it, and uh, yeah, check that out. It's, it's monster worth it. Monster squad. <laughs> okay, uh, day two, or sorry, not day two. Uh, next is day nine. Day nine, and that favorite was favorite director. Favorite director. Okay. So and yeah, I'll, go I'll, ahead. I'll, yeah, I'll start with this one, and because we really picked the same director on this yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine's going to go with, I'm going with 2004, Shaun of the Dead. 
uh, which is a movie that we usually save for the la- for actual Halloween, and we've never missed it. But yeah, Shaun of the Dead, um, the uneventful, aimless lives of a London electronics salesman and his layabout roommate are disrupted by the zombie apocalypse. It's funny because I'm kind of surprised that you didn't um, pick. Oh, what's the dude that does the? Never mind. Yeah, it could be a bunch of things. We talked about it. We had a huge list of, of, of uh, names in this category. So Nope. The guy who did Nope. I'm surprised he wasn't your favorite director. for. Yeah, well, that, like I said, Nope was my second choice in this category. But yeah. I went with this because this is really our first inaugural our inaugural thing. And I wanted to go with a movie. Like, I mean, that has a huge, like, it's had a huge impact on both of us. I oh, mean, yeah. We saw We've it in the fucking theaters. so many times. Countless times. Like, not only just once a year since it's come out, because we do it every Halloween, but we probably watch it in between those times, yeah, too. Yeah, at least a couple of times. To yeah. the point where it's kind of daily referenced. Oh, we reference it, yeah. Referenced. Yes. I'm not going to say daily, but it's often referenced in our daily lives. Like oh, for sure. Some line or something will remind us oh, of the movie. Oh, unbelievable, yeah. go off on a little tangent. <laughs> so, yeah, it's when I mean, it's you got red on you. Oh, oh, yeah, there's so much yeah, about it's this. It's on random. Yeah, oh, he's got an arm off. <laughs> Yeah, it's on random. Holy fuck! Yeah, there's a story about that. Um, but uh, what yes. do you mean exacerbates? Yeah. <laughs> so the director in this case is Edgar Wright. Uh, Edgar, I love Edgar Wright, and he just like it's the right time. Like he's one of those guys in my generation that's just like coming along with the right things at the right time. Oh, His yeah. movies are always fucking great. I love the detail he puts into everything. And Shaun of the Dead is like my generation's. And it's kind of a weird way of putting it because it's just. It's but it's right though because they're all the same, about the same age. It's my generation's Return of the Living Dead. It's that upgrade. It's that genre. It's the next. It's the next step in that. And I love because before that, my favorite zombie movie would have been Return of the Living Dead. I fucking have it in a million different formats. We watch it to the point that you're like only once a year. <laughs> <laughs> so what we've started doing, uh, generally speaking, is moving it to the summertime because it can kind of get overloaded. But, uh, yeah, so Shaun of the Dead. Uh, yeah, it's a generational classic. I love this one. We, like you said, we quote it all the time. I actually wrote that down. So quotable. The soundtrack is so fucking is solid, man. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's, it's funny in yeah, ways that are like... Yeah, it to a lot of different British. bands. Yeah. yeah. Same with Spaced. Yeah. The, show, yeah. the show that these guys all met on and did beforehand. The same yeah. thing. They introduced to it like a lot of British stuff. Yeah. Um, like I said, we saw this one in the theater, too. Kicks off the Cornetto Trilogy. Uh, 7.9 on Internet Movie Database, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 93 user score. Yeah, I don't know. Internet Movie Database always has the lowest scores. Yeah. I think people who go there and vote for movies don't like movies. Or they purposely vote, downvote them. Because so, you, be, you have to be a user of that site and have an account yeah. in order to... Yeah. You probably same with Rotten With any of them, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, to me, that's just like... It's like the perfect one. It's the right amount... Of hilarious and like that dry British kind of hilarious. There's lots of like background gags you just gotta be watching for. And it's like I said, gory at the right times. They they pay homage to the right things, uh zombie wise. So Which he does in all of his movies. Yes, and that's what I love about Edgar Wright so much. Yeah. And and it's something we're gonna talk about with the movie you've picked. Yeah. It's the fucking details, the small things that I think a lot of people wouldn't recognize. That to me, it's like uh, But people who love movies. <clears throat> yeah. Scott Pilgrim, yeah. um, Baby Driver, or yeah, fucking Hot Fuzz, any of them. It's just like that's the stuff we live on. We just wanna gobble that stuff up. Yeah. 
So with that being said, what do you got? I also picked Edgar Wright yeah. uh, for many of the same reasons that Doug did. Yeah. And the movie that I chose was 2021's Last Night in Soho. Yeah. Um, an aspiring fashion designer, Eloise, is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters dazzling wannabe singer Sandy. But the glamour is not as it seems, and the dreams of the post of the past crack and splinter into something darker. Yeah. It stars Anna Taylor Joy, Anya Taylor Joy, yeah. Thomas and Mackenzie, and Diana Rigg. This is, I think, her last movie. Last, last book, yeah. Yeah. Uh, seven out of ten on Internet Movie Database. Seventy-five percent fresh, ninety percent audience score. Yeah, ninety percent audience score. Great, good yeah. ass movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. I just, I just, some of these ratings are a scam for sure. But in this one in particular, yeah, it's like this is a this is actually a perfect example of him knowing his stuff. He like he knows his like a Dario Argento like '70s style horror, and then just like purposely or just like perfectly went in there and like encapsulated that whole entire yeah. that genre. And like not only just the look of this movie, but the fucking sound design in this movie. Ooh, just like that Atmos track is incredible. Yeah, and my uh, after watching this movie. I tweeted to uh, Edgar Wright. to Edgar Wright, and I said, "I hope Diana Rigg was able to see this before she died, yeah. because she does a fantastic job." Yeah, in this movie as well. Yeah, lots of twists and turns, and blending again, blending of realities, and just yeah. like it does it so seamlessly, and everybody does such a good job with acting. And you kind of don't see the ending coming. Not until later. They do a good yeah. they they do a good yeah. job of holding it off until and then you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. So yeah, no, that's so obviously you would recommend that one. Oh yeah, I would recommend anything by uh, Edgar Wright, but yeah. yeah, this one is a good horror movie. Once again, it's like it's psychological, and then until it isn't, yeah, and then it just like it can get ramps kind of up. So yeah. it's got that. Which I actually prefer that blend. I I like the blend of like keeping it low key, and then when it's time, boom, yeah. Because like you know, if you do the whole movie of just guts and gore and blood on the oh, you're, you're really so bored. yeah it's just yeah. so exhausting by it and that's one of the things that's interesting about the movies that we chose this for this challenge um is that by this time last year i was like totally burnt out yeah you're like uh i was like can we like take a break or change movies yeah. or whatever we were watching a lot of similar movies but this year i don't feel that way we've seen so many different Varieties, varieties, like yeah, and genres from countries. You know, some slashers, some not slashers, and comedies, some psychological, yeah. some movies that aren't really classified as horror, but, but are horror. horror. But are horror, yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> no. So yeah, this is this has been a good mix of movies this year, and we're halfway through. Yeah, halfway through, so. and it's like yeah, I agree with you. And actually, I was kind of commenting too, especially coming up with like this next week review, is that. It's like we got some really heady material. Like there's some heavy, heavy shit in some in here. It's not just like, like you said, not just like mindless slashers or whatever. There's some shit you got to pay attention to. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I have found that this week too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, this or week in particular. This past week, which will be next week's episode. Yeah, well, yes, episode. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the next one uh, I'll go with is um, which day is it? Uh, Ten movie within a movie. Movie within a movie, which was a surprisingly hard category to, to actually. Uh, but we got it. My choice for a movie within a movie is 1994's Wes Craven's A New Nightmare. Or just New Nightmare, I guess. Um, a demonic force has chosen Freddy Krueger as his portal to the real world. Can Heather slash Nancy defeat the evil one last time? 
<clears throat> um, Internet Movie Database gives it 6.4, whatever. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 79%, and it gets a 66% user score. So That's kind of interesting to me, because I am not a Freddy movie fan. No, I know you're, yeah, you're not. And I enjoyed this one. Yeah. Um, so for me, because it wasn't like full out blood and guts, like slasher. No, it wasn't that. A, it, it, it had it a had story. Those, it, had, it had those the, elements yeah, of the blood. Yeah, there was a movie within that movie. movie yeah, totally. Sure. And <clears throat> I really loved when it started to blend those two realities. Like, oh shit, we, here we are reviewing. And I don't want to spoil it. If you haven't seen it, it's totally worth. If you're not a, a Freddy fan, if you're like, I don't like the whole series. Check this one out because it's not it's not really Freddy because like I said in the in the in the preview it's actually a demonic force that takes on like his image and his like that power because people so much they love Freddy so much and he's so popular that yeah. it kind of feeds into it so uh, <clears throat> it's definitely worth it because it is definitely when the when the movie and the real world start to blend it's really fantastic I agree because when you turned it on I was like oh this isn't a Freddy movie is it yeah. and you're like no. Not not for, and, well, not and, per and se. Yeah, yeah, not per se. So I we watched and yeah, it's really not a Freddy movie. It's about the people who play the parts. The in parts, yes, movies. about about the actual like the actors yeah, and stuff. Like, yeah, in their real life. Um. So yeah. Well, this this one actually led directly to Scream. This this movie here, Wes Craven was like, oh shit. Well, we can do more with this. Oh. So he was like, like they were probably he probably wasn't even finished this and he was writing Scream. Wow. So that uh, makes perfect sense because, yeah, yeah, I could see because it blends straight right yeah, into that I whole see meta. Where it, it goes from one to the next, yeah. And I think, oh my shit, like from the time this was released, I'm scary movie was within a year of being released, like they did it that quickly. Okay, so, um, let's see here what else we got. Like you said, it's surprisingly smart, uh, but it has some hilarious, hilariously terrible performances and great performances at the same time. Like, there's some moments of just like there was a point where we laughed our fucking asses off just like rolling on the floor because it was just the way some of it was shot was like the little performance of the little boy and, and then like Heather Langenkamp it was just some of it was just so over, over the, the top, top fucking hilarious yeah that that kid is uh, he's a little handbone yeah oh my god yeah, that kid alone makes this movie worth it yes totally um, I'm gonna say too uh, yeah and one thing they tried to do with this is that although it's not Freddy per se is they they Wes Craven kind of went back to a Freddy more envisioned how he wanted the more scarier not the wise cracking hey hey it's uh, it's more of the like yeah like even, fucking kill even you, the Freddy. makeup on the Freddy yeah you could tell that it was a more sinister looking yeah sinister is a good way of putting yeah, it yeah a sinister looking Freddy yeah I recommend this it's, it's a good blend of the movie within a movie and if you're not a Freddy fan it's a great entry into it because like I said it offers more than just don't fall asleep it's like what's real what isn't what's yeah. the movie yeah so there are some very cool scenes I, I would love to talk about i don't want to spoil it for people to go watch it the first time but yeah it's like yeah i'm not gonna talk about it. i want to so bad no. <laughs> okay so what do you got for this category uh so this one we watched a movie called the final girls Ooh, the final girls i love that movie from from 2015 yeah i do too a young woman grieving the loss of her mother a famous scream siren from the 1980s finds herself pulled into the world of her mom's most famous movie reunited the women must fight off the film's maniacal killer and it stars Tessa Farmiga uh, Malin Ackerman and Adam Devine it also has Thomas Middleditch Tom doing and, his Thomas Middleditch thing yeah, <laughs> and Aaliyah Shawkat 
who was in Arrested Development. Yes. Well, she was all, yeah, yeah, she was in Arrested Development, yeah. and uh, I was going to say something else, but that doesn't matter. That's fine. Arrested yeah. Development is. Yeah. You'd know her from, <laughs> probably from Arrested Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, one of the chicks, you met, or one of the ladies you'd mentioned was from uh, The Watchmen. Oh, Malin, yeah. Yeah, Malin, yeah her, yeah. Yeah, people yeah. should know who she is. She was also in. Uh, she's done a ton of stuff. What is that one where she played the wife? Oh, you, the guy she, with the boils. Oh, dude, you're thinking of uh, Harold and Kumar. <laughs> she was Sideshow's side, side uh, wife. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. Harold and Kumar. My God, we're 20 years for that movie. <laughs> okay. Have they done a Harold and Kumar do Halloween yet? No, they've done they a should. Christmas. They should do a Halloween. I'm with you. they got to pull them out of retirement. Okay, so... Um, Hang on. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. 6.5 out of 10 yes. on Internet Movie Database. It gets 74% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. With the seventy-one percent audience score. Okay, yeah. Like, this is one of those ones. Like I said, I love when we first watched this. We're like, yes, yeah. Why this is perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's like without spoiling it, it's kind of like a last action hero scenario. Not a ticket, but a last action hero scenario. Where they get pulled. And they into have the to get movie. to pulled into yeah. the movie, and then it's just I, the the way it's designed is just like it's, it's right up my alley. It's the shit that I think about and actually stresses me out from time to time because like. You know, they can see the credits rolling. They're in that, like, hyper-real world. And, oh, yeah, no, check this movie out. It's yeah. not a long one. It's, uh, I think, an hour and a half. Did you get that one? Yeah, 131. Bang on. Perfect. Yeah. And it's got it's some great humor to it, and it's a great take on the whole the whole slasher genre. Yeah, the whole yeah, slasher, actually. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's smart, and I like the, the way it ends, and it, it actually has some really, really fucking good cinematography in it. Oh, yeah, I like, it's very... Bright and colorful. Stylized, yeah. Yeah, when you get, like, you first get into it and it kind of changes. The look of it changes yes. throughout the movie. Or the way they the way they handle flashbacks. Like, I think it's it very Wizard real... of Ozzy in yes, the beginning. Yes, totally. At the, at the beginning, yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. It's just panic and do thing. Yeah. It's, such a, it's a good movie. <laughs> it is. It's a great movie. It, yeah. It's one that I enjoy watching. And um, it's it's not one that's, like, it's not scary or anything like that. It's no. It's a horror comedy. It, yeah. it, it's funny and you can appreciate it, especially if you know all your stuff about the slasher genre. It's yeah. like... It's it's the kind of like it's the kind of satire that I like more than like say like an airplane style where they're pumping out yes. those, about those like scary movies where with the scary movies where they're just pumping them out and they're just like these fucking shitty like this to me is like where I would love more satire to go. It's like yeah. oh shit, we're in that movie, we're in that multiverse, that world now. Yeah, and they kind of left it on a cliffhanger. And while I was True, writing, yes. while I was writing this out, I was wondering if they were going to make. I would love a second one. Another one. They could. Whatever genre you want, you could dip into. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please watch it. Let us know what you think of it. Okay, so the, what's the next one? The next one is day eleven. Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Yeah. Ooh, yes, I like this one. It contained two of my favorite movies. Uh, go ahead. Uh, the one that I picked this year yeah. was Candyman from nineteen ninety two. Uh, the Candyman, a murderous soul with a hook for a hand, is accidentally summoned to reality by a skeptic grad student researching the monster's myth. Mm -hmm. And of course, Tony Todd is in it. Mm -hmm. uh, Virginia Madis Madsen, Madsen, who looks amazingly beautiful in this Crazy movie. Crazy beautiful, yeah. They shoot her like, oh, yeah. You could just stare into her eyes all day. Yeah. Well, they have some good close-up shots where you kind of do. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's eyes, quite yeah. a few of them, actually. <laughs> and Xander Berkeley. It gets 6.7 out of 10 on Internet Movie Database, 79% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, with a 63% audience score. Yeah, you see? I don't know why Sometimes that would have be. Sometimes elevated horror can, could be a little issue because that's what I think this is. For me, I 
I love this movie as a kid. Like this came out when I was in my in my probably early mid teens. Which is what year did you say it was? Ninety two. Oh yeah. Okay. So mid teens, and it's just like it was one of those ones we had in, on VHS. And man, I fucking Tony Todd in this one. This is still my favorite performance of all of his ever anywhere. And he's been in a ton of movies, not just horror movies, but a ton of movies. But this is my favorite. Like, he's like the best villain. He's playing it. He's playing his villain like a, like a fucking almost like a opera character, or uh, he's just playing it so straight and like almost formal. And he's got this incredible deep voice that just like he doesn't have to say much. It just like rumbles through the speakers. Yeah. And it's kind of weird too because he like. It's all gross and shit, but it's kind of like a vampire where it's like a little bit sexy at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So it's it like it is hook hand, but it's like Virginia Madsen's there looking all good and shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I recommend this one. Uh, score by Philip Glass, which is I love the score. I wish there was more of the score in this. I know Philip Glass hated this. Is, this is the most thing he hated he ever done was, oh, was wow. the score for this. But I love it. And in the beginning of this movie, there was a tracking shot. Uh, from above where they're showing a shot down of Chicago and just like arterial routes of the roads and stuff. It was the first time ever in any movie that they used a new uh, rigging system that allowed them to shoot long distances perfectly still. Oh, wow. So that's why that top-down shot is so still because it was the first time they had ever been able to, oh, to, do, cool. to do that kind of thing. That. Yeah, which, which people don't realize now, it's in everything now. Now it's no problem. If you're a drone up there, you got a still shot. Back then, that was the, that was the shit back then. So There's also a remake of Candyman out there, too, yes. which is worth your while I, I actually if would, you're interested. I would recommend it. it it's really good. It's, um, it's a re- reboot, remake reboot, because it... A sequel boot is what we'll call it. A sequel boot because it continues in that world that Candyman exists, but this is like a, a, the newer, yeah. updated version yeah. of that. So yeah, 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 I would recommend it. It's very, very. I thought it was a very good movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very like very well shot. But this one, uh, what do you think of this one? Since you probably never, of course, you haven't seen this one until I came along. No, so what I do, hadn't. What do you think of this one? Um, I like this one. Generally, in the slasher movies, I have lots of spots where. I start getting aggravated because they're doing stupid things. Yeah. And I don't think I ever... Well, maybe there was a couple of times in this one where I felt that way, but... She didn't do... I don't think she suffered from that problem too much where she was doing, like, inexplicably stupid things. Yeah. But, yeah, I would recommend it because, like I said, it's... It's, uh... It's interesting. It is, yeah. It's... Yeah, it's about about urban legends and, and just, like, going through and, like... It kind of works with the Freddy one because it's all about feeding urban legends and all that energy feeding into the myths to create that kind of thing. Because I, I even think, without spoiling it, Candyman actually, I think actually talked about that at one point, is you need to have that energy for them to, for myths to survive. And that's, right. kind, of the, that's kind of the Freddy movie to some degree. Yeah, true. So yep. that's very interesting. Now, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And like I said... It was the first time as a, as a teenager. I'm like, oh, so I'm a Virginia Madsen fan now. <laughs> yeah, I think this I, works for me. I think I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, good for her. Oh, yeah. And I know that she's still in things occasionally, still uh, doing the like Scream Queen. A lot of the Scream Queens have actually gone into now, going back into it, and are like the villain, villainess or whatever. Yeah. So I, yeah. I like that. Okay, so boom. Uh, my Tony Todd movie would be 2000's Final Destination. Yeah. A high school student on a field trip has a premonition their plane will crash, killing everyone on board. Will they be able to cheat death? Will they be able to cheat death for the second time? 
forth. That was my my last part was yeah, adding it on. <laughs> I know that would. Be I mean, if you just know like the franchise, we have like eight of these movies. It's not Is like there eight. But there's only five. Oh, you might be right. There's five, and then they're gonna reboot. They're rebooting it again. One of them has made me terrified to drive by logging trucks. All that's all I know. Two, yeah. I worked on two, and that was that was the one because they were just opening the island highway at that time. So they're like, we had that, you know what it's like, just huge open fucking stretch of road is perfect. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we'll film a movie on here. And of course, yeah, if, <laughs> go watch Final Destination 2. Just the opening, and you'll understand. That's it. You don't even have to rush watch the rest of the movie if you don't want. That opening will fuck you up. I either stay behind them or go by them really go fast. Go by them really quickly. Because <laughs> that shit happens. Uh, anyways. Okay, so Final Destination. Yes. Uh, so this movie started out actually as an X-Files episode. It's, re- it's uh, directed and written by James Wong, who did a bunch of the X-Files stuff. And they were working on this for an episode, and they're like, this is, this is a, a whole fucking movie. Let's just do a movie about this. So they did. And I enjoyed it. It's one of those ones from like the late 90s. Very, this, I would consider this one from the it's 2000, but late 90s, where it was kind of like almost prophetic. There was a bunch of them that came out at that time that were like almost kind of worked out in real life. These guys didn't crash into towers, but within a year of this movie being released, the twin tower, like the the twin tower thing. So like, it's just kind of one of those things. Um, Long kiss, good night, a movie that we love. Yeah, it's prophetic because it talks about um, the CIA or the FBI were pulling off an inside job to get more funding for terrorism, and it's just like all these kinds of things that happened in the movies in the '90s kind of happened in real life. Um, the one with Will Smith and Gene Hackman. Yeah. Enemy of the state. Yeah. People were like, oh, that's so far away. It's like, nope. <laughs> that's just the shit that's happening now. Yeah. It probably works. There's lots of that out there these days. Yeah, so, so yeah, it's, uh, you follow these high school kids, and they, it's it's kind of like the slasher, but the slasher doesn't have a face. The slasher's death, and it's just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's death already. I love it, too. Vancouver's posing as Long Island, New York, which, I don't know, if you've ever seen a picture of Long Island, New York, it looks nothing like fucking Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have like cedar trees and rainforest there so <laughs> that always that has always made me laugh um and tony todd he plays the mortician he's only in it for a short period of time and actually i think he gets more screen time in some of the other other um entries yeah but uh no it's perfect he's playing that same kind of got the deep voice he's got that you know that that's <laughs> really not far from candy man really no 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 <laughs> No. Except he's a mortician. So yeah, he talks about death. <laughs> he talks about death and how it works. Yeah. And he does his appropriate thing. He does his appropriate things to seem all creepy and stuff. Anyways, okay. I, I love him. He's just great. Um, I do like this one. People won't like it as much because it's not. I saw a lot of reviews talking about how it's not fun. It's like no, there's a bunch of teens being killed. It doesn't have to be fun. They're trying to survive. It's like they're being oh, stalked. That's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, they are being stalked by death, yeah. And to me, it's why it reminds me more of an X-Files episode. I wouldn't say a lot of the scary episodes of X-Files were fun. They were terrifying. They weren't necessarily fun. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed the first couple of uh, Final Destination movies for sure. Yes. I mean, you, it got to a point where it was just oh, like, just like oh, yeah, bad. Yeah, so bad. The second one, I, like I said, I enjoyed. They, <laughs> they, cut, they cut What's-His-Face out of it. Killed him off screen. Devin so, uh, yeah, it's okay. He's showing up in the Chucky stuff. Okay, so yes, I, I do recommend it. It's an easy one from the late 90s, like teen horror. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, you're probably be able to find this one of anyone. Any, like, Isn't there even a documentary out there that talks about how 
how it what it took to get that made made this one final destination no i don't think so i think you're thinking of a different no, I thought we were, because the guy wrote it and it ended up, like, it takes all these twists and turns. Maybe it was just a YouTube video. Oh, yeah, I think you're right about that. I think it was a YouTube video that it was talking yeah. about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, let's right. move it on. Uh, day 12, twist ending. Okay. You want to well, go? Uh, yeah, sure, twist ending. Okay, and this is where I have, uh, sorry, I'm sweating for some reason. It's warm and muggy in here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, good for you. Uh, as usual. <laughs> uh, 1999's as Existence. Uh, David Cronenberg. A game designer on the run from assassins must play their latest creation in order to survive. Interesting. That's really what it is. Yeah. So, and, and really, this one's a really hard one to talk about because it would, like, spoil everything right away because it's one of those... One of those ones. It, it can almost be... It's like the, it's almost could be the Freddy one to some degree, or the Nightmare on Elm Street, and how it's like blended that way, where you're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, Cronenberg, uh, 6.8 on Internet Movie Database, 74% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and 69 uh, audience score. It's a solid run of 90s virtual-based horror, where we're talking about this. It reminded me quite a bit of Brain Scan, but this is a far superior movie to Brain Scan. Um, Brain Scan had a better soundtrack. But uh, if you guys have never heard Brain Scan, Edward Furlong and some other dude, he plays a disc. He gets a game, virtual game. Because in the 90s, everything was virtual, baby. <laughs> he put it in there, and he couldn't, he'd play the game. And is he killing these people? Is it real? Is it, is it just the game? You can't, you can't tell. But here's some primates. So that's, not, that's 90s for me. <laughs> um, I'm going to say here. I'm going to say Twists and Turns. Uh, great design in and quite a bit. There's not only cinematography, but the great designs within and like the game consoles or the, the materials that they use within this world. Uh, very organic, very cool, kind of gross, but it's Cronenberg, so why not? I will talk about the way they use to port these machines into your body is through a bioport. So in order to play these consoles, you need to get a port installed into your spine, where they actually just like put a hole into your spine so you can. Put the game cord into your spine, and then your body powers it. Very, like I said, I just had to tell. Like that's. The I love to game, but I don't know whether I can go that, <laughs> that much. I'm gonna put something directly into my spinal cord, oh. <laughs> and to let some asshole put a hole into my body in my lower back, which already hurts. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say great cast: uh, Jude Law, Ian Holm, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, who's on the show for the second time this month, and William Willem Dafoe. Playing some, some great, oh, that's right. I forgot who some weird little characters, which is yeah. perfect. Yeah. I love it. Uh, it runs one hour, 37 minutes, and actually, it's closer to 1.30 because honestly, the opening is seven minutes long. Just the title sequence like takes fucking forever. It's hilarious to me. Um, I would, if you're like a little weirdness, now this isn't as weird and as gory or creepy or gross as other Cronenberg movies. It's not, it's just, to me, this is a little more stream like streamlined mainstream you're not getting off into a too weird category here but i would also recommend this because i think it's a kind of a nice in an hour and 30 it's kind of a nice twist and turn whodunit weird cronenberg thing what about you what do you think about this yeah i i don't ever recall seeing this movie before i might have seen it once when it first came out in 1999 yeah so yeah. not something that you've no. had me sit through before no so yeah i didn't at first it was like this is so weird. And you're like, yeah, it's Cronenberg. <laughs> it's Cronenberg. I was like, oh, okay, that explains it. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> um, but 
It was okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was uh, creepy and yeah, yeah, weird uh, and quirky and... Because, like, I mean, I understand some of the themes and, like, the body the body kind of horror, biomechanical stuff. But it's one of those ones that, like, consider... Because it is considered a horror movie. But would I consider it a horror movie? It's sci-fi. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. There's elements of it. But straight up horror... Well, then you're, you're always trying to guess what's reality, what's their reality, thriller, yeah. and what's, what's not in their reality. It's more of a sci-fi thriller. And it just, yeah, it kind of twists and turns throughout that. But, yeah, I'd recommend it. Yeah, give it a go. It's it's like it's not super. It's not super gory. You're not going to be grossed out by anything else you haven't seen on this list. So, uh, yeah, check that out. I'm glad that actually I'm kind of glad that we revisited this one because I had kind of forgot about some of it. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. And there's like there's a lot of things to appreciate about this one, but it got buried in 1999. They just did not release it well. And I mean, it's become a cult classic since, but. Man, it made less money at the box office than it did to cost to advertise it in Canada. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good. Well, that was the studio. Stu- yeah, studio's it doing it. It usually yeah. is, anyway, yeah. so without even saying. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we're stepping on to the last one for this week. We're just strolling on. Oh, you haven't done yours yet? Yeah. No. No. Oh, my God. And it's an important one, too. Yes. Why didn't you try and stop me? I would have. Okay. <laughs> but I wasn't sure where you were going. Oh, no. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so the movie that I chose for Twist Ending was Carrie. Oh, yeah. From 1976. Damn. Carrie White, a shy, friendless teenage girl who's sheltered by her domineering religious mother, unleashes her telekinetic powers after being humiliated at her prom. Oh. Sen- senior prom. Yeah. yeah. Um, angelic-looking Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Oh, she's beautiful yeah, in this she is, movie. Yeah. No matter um, how how hard they make her look frumpy, she looks she looks pretty good. Oh yeah, every like every one of her clothes shots are so soft. And yes, yeah, she's just, she's just so yeah. beautiful. And uh, Piper Laurie played her mom. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah, just yeah. like the day after we watched this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amy Irving was also in it. John Travolta, William Cat, Nancy Allen, Edie McClurg, or whatever her name Betty, is. Betty Buckley and P.J. Souls. Yeah, lots of people, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it gets seven four seven point four out of ten. On Internet Movie Database, and it has a 93% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, with a 77% audience score. Hmm. Yeah, this is one of those ones because it's De Palma, right? Yeah, Brian De Palma. Yeah, and it's like the way it starts off, like it starts off, and you're you're involved because it just starts off with like a bunch of new, like it's just a bunch of new shots, isn't it? And it's just like yeah, them. they're in the shower. They're, oh, that's how it starts. They're in the change room, and okay, yeah, yeah. No, like this was one thing I love about this movie that I. I usually have a hard time with 70s movies, especially some of the horror. Cause they can be really long. This one is not. This is like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like you like you said, when we're watching it, you're like, holy shit, they're at the prom already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, this movie doesn't have any fat on it. It just clicks along. And uh, yeah, of course, twist ending. What are your, you know, one one ending that you've talked about a movie that's fucked you up for, for a oh good chunk of God. your life. Yeah. We, we can't directly talk about that thing, but the ending of this has wrecked you. Yes. <laughs> just like yes. Jaws has wrecked you. Just like Ross, Jaws has wrecked me for swimming. <laughs> yeah, the ending of this is... is... And even in a pool. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I like the way it, the way it ends because it, cause a lot, like, oh, I just don't want to spoil it. Go watch. For some reason, if you haven't watched this movie that's almost like 40-some years or 50, 50 years old, go watch it. it. It's really worth it. And... Uh, 
Yeah, it's better than a lot of them. But this movie's been remade so many times it's over the years. It's been a long time since I've seen the original. So it was kind of cool Just to go back. Just sit and watch, yeah. And revisit it. And yeah. like I said, it gets down to business and just goes just to the goes end. yeah I, love well, I think that. i want to mention too about Candyman uh that i forgot oh it was written by clive barker clive barker yes yeah. yes yeah and so for you fans of clive barker out there if you haven't seen it yeah he's it. got a clive barker's got quite a few uh movies although out if there you're a fan of clive bad. barker i'm sure you've you, seen you it. probably yeah. know about it yeah yeah okay and the final day no we're not on the final day yet of the week no we are according to my thing 1990s and then K-Horror that's what I said we're on K-Horror aren't we no we're on 1990s oh uh oh I think I missed one. Oh, I did no you missed one no you forgot this one Oh shit for the twist ending twist ending we didn't even do it I didn't even write the Oh my god, okay. <laughs> you got the year for that? No. Okay, Tale of Two Sisters. I think it's from like 2002, we'll say. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I forgot that one. I was like... They're already done so quick. Yeah, no, I know my, my sheet here is like... And that one goes with Carrie, and Existence goes with The Ones for Tomorrow. Or one that we're just going to talk about the 90s. Oh, so we've, okay, Existence wasn't the twist ending. No. Oh, Tale of Two Sisters was the twist ending. Yes. Oh, Okay. Okay, Tale of Two Sisters. We're talking about Korean horror. Now I wish it was uh, Bong Joon-ho, I think, was the director. Oh, my God. Now, I've... Anyways, A Tale of Two Sisters, go watch it. It was fucking amazing. It was like, it's one of those ones. Also, too, the, from the get-go, right away, you're like, shit's not right. Yeah. Um, I don't have a synopsis of it, and I wish it, it was like something like a young girl returns home from... A mental hospital to find her, you know, her home life changed or whatever. So something to that to that effect. And um, yes, twist ending definitely psychological horror. You have no idea what's going on here. This thing, this movie's gets you going every which way. You, and it's subtitled. It's sub, yeah, subtitles is Korean. You'll you won't have an idea of the ending until you get really until you get towards towards it. Then you're like, oh shit. And even then, I didn't even realize until we actually got there. Oh, see, now I kind of figured at one point. That it was going to end the way it did, but, uh, yeah. Excellent performances. Um, incredibly well shot. Slow burn. S slow burn. Slow, steady, like, progressive. Yeah. It gets just, like, crazier and crazier and crazier, and you're just figuring it out. Uh, I think the, st the stepmom, I wish I would written her name down, great performance. Yeah, she's... She's terrifying. Yeah, but, she's like, terrifying. crazy at the same time. Oh man, that's a shame. I really fucked that up because that was one one of the ones I was looking forward to talking to the most because my my mind is still still spinning about that ending. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. How about you? Vaguely, just briefly. Oh talk yeah, about, I enjoyed yeah. it. It. Um... I think it was still like a two hour movie still though, a buck fifty or something like that. It was a bit of a longer one. I don't. This one I found didn't drag. Like some of the other ones that are, when you when you get horror that are that long, you can some of them kind of kind of slow down a bit too much. I didn't find that with this one. This one you're just like, boom, boom, boom. What's going on? Great design. I highly recommend this one. Yeah, I would recommend it as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't. I just like I'm blown away that I forgot about the, and then some of the ones I want to talk about the most because it just had like such a huge impact. Um. So 
That's Douglas's A Tale of Two Sisters, part of the twist ending day 12. Yes, it was, it's by the same director who did The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, which we love. And it also did... Um, not Snowpiercer. No, there was another one. Yes, maybe Snowpiercer. Okay, so something like that. Yeah, anyways, yeah. fantastic. Check them out. Okay, so okay. now we're on track. So now we're on the, <laughs> to the 13th, the 1990s. Day 13. Okay, and, I, and the 1990s is the one I talked about with Existence. Existence, yeah. And so you, my movie was The Frighteners. Hey, okay, now we're back on track. I was wondering <laughs> when The Frighteners are getting in there because I also love this movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, after a tragic car accident that kills his wife, a man discovers he can communicate with the dead and he uses it to grift. He uses the gift to con people. Yeah. However, when a demonic spirit appears, he may be the only one who can stop it from killing the living and the dead. Ooh. Michael J. Fox, Trini Al- Alvardo, D. Wallace, Chi McBride, Jake Busey. Jake Busey's teeth. Uh, Jake Busey's teeth. Directed by Peter Jackson, which I don't normally notice or don't normally um, talk about. But he goes after this. He goes on to Lord of the Rings. Dire- like directly. This yeah. is this set up him and Weta for for setting up all of Lord of the Rings stuff for yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, one hour, 50 minutes, uh, gets 7.1 on Internet Movie Database, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 67% fresh with a 71% audience score. Yeah, I love it. It's Robert Zemeckis. So this this movie started out as uh, Tales from the Crypt episode. Yes. Again. So yeah. we're talking about TV episodes. They're like, no, this is going to be way better as a movie. Yeah. And then they started working on it. And yeah, they got, uh, uh, this is actually Michael J. Fox, uh, Fox's last role. And a... Uh, Feature film. A feature film. Yeah, sorry. He went on to do Spin City and shit after this. But this is his last movie. So this is like... uh, No, when when I saw this one, I I was telling you this. is I had this one reserved the second it came out in rentals. Because back then, that's if you didn't see it in theaters, it was rental and you had to wait for home video. So I had it it booked a week before it was supposed to come out. And just like, yeah, I love this movie so much. And I had never seen this movie until I met you. Oh, wow. So the very first time I saw it, I was like... Where's this movie been my whole life? Yes, exactly. Because yeah. it's um, and I don't know whether it's because I love Michael J. Fox so much. That that's a bit of it. I love that guy. But um, it's interesting. It's got twists and turns. Yeah. It, it could have been in the twist ending. Uh, yeah, totally. I never even thought about that. But yeah, yeah. yeah I, category because it you you don't really kind of see what's coming. No, they do a really good job of hiding that and like. Yeah, just following Michael J. Fox's character, and he's kind of, kind of a piece of shit. And he's like a shorter Columbo. <laughs> yeah, if Columbo was a piece of shit. He's like a shorter Columbo. <laughs> um, yeah, ghost Columbo. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, kind of like that. And it's like, yeah, the, it's, 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 a, it's the whole ghost adventures thing. Yeah, it's like, and he's doing it. And like, like you said, the twists and turns. Uh, I love this about this movie too is like just the energy of it. Besides John Michael J. Fox, you have to go, all these supporting casts that are fantastic. Oh, you had Chi McBride. Yeah. There's some of the CG. Oh, we have our, 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 whatever his name is, the guy from um, Full Metal Jacket doing, reprising oh. his drill, drill instructor. Yeah, yeah, I don't know his name, but yeah. Army? The Army? Anyway, something like that. I, it's just, it's right there in my brain, but I just can't get it out. But he's doing his thing, and it's just like, and so I have to say, some of the effects for this movie, too, for 95, it's yeah. amazing how they range from fucking incredible effects to... Oof, that's terrible. <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> so, like, some of the effects on the ghost in particular and how they interact is really, really fucking amazing. Really yeah. mind-blowing and ahead of its time. So, no, I, I recommend this one. What I c- It's almost two hours long. It's a, it's a longer movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And I would actually probably say for the most part, you're probably okay with watching it with kids. I mean, there's death and people die, but a lot of it's it's not necessarily gory. A lot of it's cartoony kind of. Yeah. Um, so it's I would I'd almost put this one in the in the family one as well. It's right right there. There's yeah, something... not too too young kids. No, not yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I've like I said, I've always I've always enjoyed that one, and uh, yeah, and like I said, that was the last one from Michael J. Fox. And I have to say, that was the first time like going back and watching it now. You you actually can see I hadn't noticed it before, but you can actually see where his Parkinson's is kind of bleeding through a little bit. Yeah, and I think he lets it go purposefully in certain scenes to help like. But yeah, you can. And now looking back on it, I would have never guessed then. But now it's like, oh yeah, that dude definitely has Parkinson's. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, what a good actor. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really good there. Holy shit. Okay, so yeah, no, I, I I recommend that one. You recommend that one. Yep. It's one of those ones from the '90s that, like, like I said, the Tales from the Crypt. Because there's another one going to be in our list here. Spoiler alert! I'm going to tell you which one. Another Tales from the Crypt flick in here as well. So they're putting pumping out the good stuff in the '90s. And is that the end of it? No, one more. Oh, okay, just I'm just minute because I've been so messed up now that I'm just trying to. So you kick off last day of this week, K horror, the fourteenth day, fourteen Korean horror. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie that I picked was one that we've seen several times, Train oh. to Busan. Oh yes. From 2016. Uh, while a zombie virus breaks out in South Korea, passengers struggle to survive in the train from Seoul to Busan. Internet Movie Database gets it 7.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, it gets 95% fresh mm-hmm. with an 89% audience score. Two hours. One hour, 58. But that's fine. This one this one doesn't have a problem with lagging or sagging. It, this, no. one, this one's pretty no. pretty balls out from the get-go. So, so you, since you're talking about it, what do you think? Oh, I, I like this movie. It's it's kind of a different zombie movie. I've, we've kind of worn out on zombie. Well, zombie genre, I tell this movie, is really dead. Yeah. And still, arguably... It kind of approaches it in a different way. It's almost the right timing, too, for that 20-year gap that was between uh, Return of the Living Dead and Shaun of the Dead. And then you have Train to Busan, which is almost exactly another 20 years later. And, yeah. That blows me away. Boom, boom, boom. 20 years from Shaun Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, this is the, the, uh, you know, this is the 20th year. So if it wasn't quite a full 20 years when this movie came out, it would have been closer to, like... 16 or something. Anyways. <clears throat> it's really dry all of a sudden. <clears throat> oh, you do have water. Good. I do, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was kind of dead at this point, and this has definitely brought some of the zombie genre back. Actually, the Koreans in general have done that because... Yeah. They have done the show that... We've watched a lot of Korean yeah. produced or, and oh, made... Was that one on Netflix that was We're All Gonna Die or something like that? That was that's a good zombie. Yeah. So they've there's they've, some good movies coming out of Korea. Yes. Yeah. Especially horror. horror Actually, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Check out Korean movies. But yeah, with this one, one of the reasons I love the Korean horror, and it's something we've talked about, and it works in this one, is because it's a Korean drama with a zombie movie in it. Like it's it's they're they're playing it straight as fuck, and it's melodramatic, like it's dramatic as fuck, but then it's a real zombie layer on top. So I think that's why it works so well because. A lot of Korean horror is like that, where it's like, we've talked about even in the movie I'm going to talk about, or some of the other Korean horror that we've watched, it's all, it's not played for fucking laughs, or anything like that, it's like straight what they're happening, and they're reacting to it in a real way, 
in a dramatic way, sometimes over the top. I mean, these guys can cry at the fucking drop of a hat, like tears, like a, a cartoonish proportions. Yeah, when in a lot of movies these days where people are... Actors try. They're fake crying, they're there's trying. no tears. And these guys that are really just like... me, but... Boom! These Korean movies, these big drops of tears rolling down Instantly. their face. Instantly. I don't know how they do it. No, me neither. <laughs> it's just like instant. Maybe they poke them in the eyes before the scene. Like, I don't they're, know. They're like the, the one lady, the one the one pregnant lady in this movie, is like her face is just like, not just tears, but just like wet the whole time. Well, even the little girl. Yeah. Like... <laughs> That's one of the things I love. So yeah, so you have like this, this smashing of Korean like drama, actual drama, and then like their horror elements, and it works quite well because... Another movie is subtitled. Subtitled movies, yes. Uh, when we talk about these Korean movies, they're, they're going to be subtitled. Uh, I don't like listening to... I'm sure there are dubbed versions. I hate to dub versions of things because they sound stupid and they look stupid. Yeah. And the translation gets lost. I would rather have the subtitles because usually they're a better translation. Not always, but better. Often better. And it kind of goes into so you should Train to Busan, which we talked about melodrama and horror. And then we go straight into The Wailing that I picked in 2016. For from 2016, so soon after a stranger arrives in a little village, a mysterious illness is is spreading. A local police police officer must solve the mystery to save his daughter. <laughs> um, so same same kind of thing. They're playing it straight at first. Actually, this one actually I think started off with a bit more humor in it. It kind of started off as like a dark comedy. We're kind of like. What? what's going on? It's yeah. so weird for Koreans to start off being like funny. Is there a wink wink nudge Yeah, nature? Yeah, totally. Yeah. But no, it goes away and it's just like they're into... I will say right away, we didn't finish watching this one. We had issues. We were watching it on 2B and the subtitles were like seriously either a scene behind or a scene ahead. Yeah. We, for large chunks of the movie, just had to try and figure shit out. Yeah. Uh, occasionally I could like stop an accident and go back in and it would fix it for like a, a couple minutes but... By the time we got to the end of the movie, it was just like, or I think we had about a third of the movie left. And it was just like, we, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. And I can't, like, I can't keep up with, like, trying to figure out who's saying and what. And for me, I had lost interest so much earlier yeah. that I, I was checked out. I wasn't even really paying It was hard because, like, point. it's a shame because I really liked it. Was, there's, there's lots of things I really loved about it. Um, it was long, too. Like, did you write Two and a half hours. Yeah. It's not even a joke. Like yeah. two, maybe even two forty. Like we, it's a long, long movie. Yeah. Sl super slow burn. It's it's one of the things I liked about it. And like I said, I can't tell you. I can't recommend it or anything because we just don't know how it ends. We have no clue about what's really kind of going on after a certain point. But it's so much reminded me of an X Files episode. Is shot in like a foggy, damp area. It's always kind of dark. It's never really the bright of the day. It's always just on the edge, one way or another. There's always fog. It's always damp, and it's just I love. I miss that from horror movies. Just I, like I said, I miss that X Files effect where it's just like this oppressive kind of surroundings. It's closed in, and this movie did that really well. And then I have no idea what happens because <laughs> I couldn't keep up. The, the subtitles were so wrong that it's like, who's saying this? Because there'd be nobody on screen and there'd be like dial tons of dialogue rolling by and then people would come on screen and then it would stop for a while and it'd be like, yeah. okay, yeah. we can't do this no more. So I will say, so like you said, it's two hours and 36 minutes long. It gets a 7.4 in Internet Movie Database. On Rotten Tomatoes, it gets a 99% fresh. And an 81% user score. I don't know why. 
we're gonna have to watch it again. I'm like, totally blown away by why it would be ninety nine percent. Now, what I've seen, would I give it ninety nine? No, no, but it's up there. But we got it. We don't know how the last bit of the movie goes. So I don't even care if I see it again. You, you, you might though when we watch it again and actually can understand what the fuck's going on. We might be like, oh, dude. But uh, we no. missed that back in the first act because. They're... But if you want to go with some of the uh, we're talking about uh, Korean horror or whatever. Go, go with uh, on this list. Go with Train to Busan or the Tale of Two, A Tale of Two Sisters because wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> those that, that those two movies aren't going to let you down. I'm not saying this one let us down. I just don't know enough about it. <laughs> I just we just got to a point where like I just said to I just said to Vic and it's just like we've got to stop. I I can't. I can't figure this out anymore. Yeah. So, okay, so that's it. We're caught up. I can't believe I had missed the movie there. Well, I won't let that happen next week. It figures because there's a, there's a gap here, and it's like, hmm. But now I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say it's been a fantastic week. I'm glad that we had some, although this last last day with the Korean horror, or like especially with the whaling, was a bit a, a bit longer. It was kind of nice to have some lighter or other stuff in there because the way this newest week started off, oh, my God. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this. Absolutely <laughs> shit. Anything else that you would like to add? Uh, if, let us know what you're listening or listening to, watching at home. I, I'd love to. I see somebody had dropped me a line on Mastodon, on my actual thing, and said like, "Oh, this is why I'm watching this today. A couple of movies." So it's like, let us know what you're watching. Oh, cool. I like to. I like to hear it. So, anything you'd like to add? No. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week for a recap where I actually pay attention to all the movies we watched. <laughs> Later. <laughs>